0: My name is Amy Abraham, and I am the host of the Bliss Podcast. Each episode will feature ways to find wellness and happiness in your life. We will explore different trends and approaches that support a positive well-being of the whole person, mind, body, and soul. With each interesting topic, I will be interviewing experts within that field as well as adding my own personal experiences. If you're looking for more happiness in your life, Bliss is the podcast for you. Hello, listeners. I hope you're doing well. It was requested by a listener to do a Bliss episode about being present. So this week, I reread a few books I have about mindfulness, and I gathered my thoughts about how I stay present and mindful throughout the day. I am a work in progress, as we all are, but I hope you can learn a thing or two about being present and mindful. Enjoy! Let's dive in, shall we? You might have heard the words being present and being mindful before, but not 100% sure what they actually mean. Neither do I. But today I hope I can clarify that for you by sharing my interpretation of what they mean. These two words are often interchanged because they are very similar. First, being present means feeling the moment or feeling your emotions and focusing on what is happening in your body and environment without judgment. When you are present, you are aware of everything that is actually happening, which most of the time is not much because it's all in our heads. Our minds create stories that may not be true. One way to look at being mindful is recognizing and controlling what you are doing at any given moment. So you need to be mindful in order to be present. Let me explain a little bit more. Someone who is mindful is someone who is truly aware of their emotions, their actions, their desires, their intentions, and behavior they become more easily aware because they stay present in each moment. While being present, they carefully take in all the emotions and reactions they may have and begin to understand themselves a little more and begin to see things as they truly are. As a result, they learn more about who they are, what their desires are, and how they thrive best. Here's an example. When feeling stressed, a mindful person will control their reactions. They will become present by coming back to their inner thoughts and use a coping strategy to get them back to feeling calm. They may take a deep breath or sit down and close their eyes for a moment and then begin to recognize how they are actually feeling and begin to problem-solve. Some people use the word mindfulness as a way of explaining meditation. Because meditation is believed to have originated from India as part of a Buddhist practice, people interchange the words meditation and mindfulness in order to keep it secular. Another note, mindfulness meditation is a type of meditation used to assist one in becoming more present throughout the day. Meditation has been thoroughly researched and has proven to rewire your brain to increase happiness. Sarah Lazar and her team from Harvard discovered that meditation increases the gray matter in the hippocampus, which is the learning and control center of your brain. This would increase one's ability to learn and focus. Her experiment also concluded meditation decreases the amount of brain cells in the amygdala, the part of your brain that is responsible for triggering stress hormones and creating anxiety. Because of these results, many people are using meditation as a resource to change behavior or to create more calmness in their lives. Many traditional doctors are recommending meditation as an added remedy, per se, to their patient's wellness plans. So what do you do with this information? I am not an expert with the idea of meditation and being present, but a student in my school recently said to me, you're a calm teacher, Mrs. Abraham. So let's take this child's opinion and go with it. Let me share my strategies with you. Each day, I wake up and begin by writing down what I am grateful for. I write down three to five things. I try to write down the everyday things, the small things that mean a lot to me. I also write down small experiences that I recently had that brought me joy because I am grateful to have had those experiences. I do this because it feels good. It feels good to think about positive things. So I am intentionally starting my day off feeling great. Next, I either meditate or do yoga. Some people say that yoga is a moving meditation. Once you begin to flow through your practice, your mind begins to ease and you enter a meditative state. This helps me to connect with my body and it's an opportunity to spend time with myself. Throughout the day, I focus on what is happening now. I solve a million problems a day and make a million decisions as a teacher. I take each moment seriously and address it with positivity and grace. I remind myself often that these children look up to me and I am their role model for six hours a day. That is a huge responsibility and I take it very seriously. I want to be the most honest, heartwarming teacher I can be. And the only way I can do that is by being present and mindful. At work, I am present and mindful by eliminating distractions, creating effective lesson plans, and focusing on what my students need right now. I take myself out of the picture. I am there for them and that helps create an easygoing, calming environment to work in and be a part of for the day. When I eat lunch at work, I take the time to enjoy my food, chat with my colleagues, and recharge for the afternoon. Many years ago, I used to work through my lunch and I have learned to not do that. I take the time now for myself to be me. I am eating now, not teaching. Find the truth in what is actually happening. Take a moment now and reflect on how you can be more present at work. When I am not at work, I am usually at home hanging out with Nick or working on personal goals. A way that helps me stay present when I am with Nick is to plan when to be on my phone and when not to be. I put my phone away and really listen to him. I make jokes and try to connect with him with either by cooking or playing a game or just talking about our day and making plans. I am the type of person who always has to be going and doing things so I make sure that I am capable to actually sit and enjoy this moment with him by planning when I can use my phone or write again. I remind myself that I know this is the time I planned for us and it's okay to do this without worrying about what is happening next. The next will come without thinking about the next. The time will pass, so I tell myself to enjoy this moment now. Maybe you are wondering how to enjoy the moments that are happening right now. I like to think about what my five senses are experiencing. I identify them, enhance them, and really feel them. For example, if I'm driving in my car, I like to take the time to observe the sky and be amazed by how different it looks every day. I take that moment to appreciate how beautiful the world is. Then I do a body scan and notice every part of my body that is touching something, my hands, my back, my legs, and take the time to appreciate the ability I have to transport myself by maneuvering this machine. If I am listening to a song, I really allow myself to get into it. Or if I'm in silence, I take the time to breathe and I clear my thoughts. Let's think about these examples too. Going to a concert, witnessing a sunrise, or watching your baby walk for the first time. These are tricky because you want to be in the moment, but you also want to capture these moments forever by recording it with your phone. I have two ideas about this. If you catch yourself using your phone when you are not sure if you should be, ask yourself, what are my intentions right now by videoing or taking this picture? Or scrolling through Instagram. If your intentions align with your life values and goals, then I say proceed. If you feel as though stopping the moment to take a picture interferes with you being present in the moment, then maybe you should use your photographic memory instead. My other thought is this. I like to take photos and share about my life because I like to connect with people. My favorite thing is to meet new people, and one way to do this is to use social media. So if you follow me, you'll notice I post about what I'm doing or if I have a health or wellness tip I want to share. This can evolve into a lot of time being on my phone and not being present. This is how I choose to balance it. Let's go back to the examples of going to a concert, watching a sunrise, capturing your baby's first steps. I believe having these moments stored in your phone is a good thing because when looking back at them, they can be used as triggers to remembering a positive and happy moment in your life. Reliving positive moments helps to outweigh the bad ones. If you want to learn more about that, read Rick Hansen's book, Hardwiring Happiness. Anyway, you do not need to take a million photos or record the entire concert. Just take one or two to save for memories and Instagram and then put your phone down and enjoy the moment. Another thought about Facebook and Instagram. Scrolling through feeds is generally not bad. Finding the right time during the day and limiting the duration of time doing it could be the challenging part. What else is important is to evaluate your intentions and analyze how you truly feel when you are done scrolling. Are you uplifted, discouraged, sad, depressed, jealous? How is Instagram or Facebook serving you? Is it just to fill time? Maybe read a book instead. Pick up a hobby, as Jewel says, if you want to understand what your mind thinks about, observe what your hands are doing. Some more tips, maybe scheduling a time to go through your phone and turn off all notifications so that you are not alerted when you get a new like and you can remain present and not interrupted. I hope this helped you understand a little bit more about being present. It can be viewed as an abstract concept which can be hard to explain. If you are struggling with being present, I would recommend starting your day meditating for as little as one minute each morning and then gradually increasing the time. As I reflect on these ideas, I believe being present is just paying attention. Pay attention to your thoughts. Pay attention to what people are actually saying to you. Take the time to listen. And take the time to listen to yourself. Once you notice more things, then you have a clearer understanding of what is actually true. If you have any questions or like to work with me, visit my website at amyabraham.com. You can email me at amyabrahambliss at gmail.com. And be sure to follow me on Instagram at amy2underscoresabraham. And while you are there, use the hashtag amyabrahambliss when you are posting about things you learned from bliss. If you liked what you heard today, be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share the bliss with a friend. See you next week.